1: yo what's up square pin brigade on this episode we have comedian and professional poker player clayton fletcher here we discuss having the internet kids on tv shows norm mcdonald being a leader the pete davis situation and andrew tate this is a really interesting one and there's some really great stuff behind the scenes on the patreon don't forget the patreon uh www.patreon.com slash man 202 yeah that's um, right Sign up with us so we can uh, keep doing this.
2: Yeah, that's where we do a lot of the bonus content, listener mail, and a bonus episode like today's bonus episode where we continue our conversation with Clayton Fletcher as we discuss how how the consultations we do are going, uh, people not taking advice, uh, more of Pete Davidson's breakdown uh, situation, or, or we break down the Pete Davidson situation some Bible stories from Dante. This is a fun one. And the value of uh, vulnerability. So that's over uh, at patreon.com slash manschool202, where you can support us and keep the show going. And also uh, Dante does consultations, uh, relationship consultations. You can go to uh, Nero.com to get those. And for me, if you want a consultation for me, you can email me at advicefromHarry@gmail.com. at gmail.com and we can set up a relationship consultation uh, for you. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the show.
1: I'm not an alpha male. I'm not a beta male either. I'm just a better man. Better man. Put your happiness first, because if you don't, they won't. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? GYBB, get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? The sexual revolution's being podcasted, and I am excited. Uh, We got a special guest in the building uh, now I know I've said that 500 times before, but this time I really mean it. Is um, <laughs> uh, first and foremost, I got to talk to my host, my partner and partner in crime. What up, Harry? What's going on, baby? You ready to rock and roll?
2: I'm absolutely ready to rock and roll. I'm, I'm out here living my best life, Dante. Thanks to you, I'm out here. But we're out in the streets. That's what everyone. Be in the right? streets,
1: we just did bing bong, bing bong. <laughs> fuck your life yeah. um <laughs> yo people out here uh, eating glizzies let me introduce what happened
2: <laughs> he goes uh they eating. he's at the Staten. Island, uh the hot dog eating contest in coney Island. Yeah,
1: yeah. yo they're out here eating 40 glizzies <laughs> she's 100 glizzies in the mouth um yo let me introduce my guest uh also a good good friend of mine friend of the show been on the show several times uh the, the the consummate person of game theory uh <laughs> comedian extraordinaire uh father all-star husband, poker player uh all player in the, from the Himalayas all I give it up for my boy Clayton Fletcher what's going on Clayton What's up? Good to
3: see you guys, man.
1: Same, same, man. It's good to see you. Always good to see you. I know you were trying to um trying to come in the studio, but uh looks like we're moving and we got so and uh, we, we didn't want to wait any longer to get you in. So, that's that's what's up. The time is now. The that's time up. is now. Plus the world is ending. It's All 174 right. degrees today uh, <laughs> with zero humidity. Um <laughs> This I was, I was I was drinking an ice glass of ice cold glass of water and it caught a fire. So <laughs> time, time is short. Yeah. So we need to get you in and get this information out before to the all fans die. before we all die. Everybody trying to get a little bit of ass before the world ends. The frogs and the locusts are coming. So it's going down. What's going on, Clay? How are you, bro? Man, a thousand plagues. Coming our way, but nothing could stop us. That's it. We still we still doing it looking good, though. You yeah. know what I mean? World's ending and we still looking good doing it. That's no great. Down. Going uh, down swinging, baby. <laughs> I um, How's the baby? How's the baby? My baby mm-hmm. is six. <laughs> holy
2: That's how holy long shit. it's been. Wow. I forgot it was that long.
3: Clay. She's going to first grade.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah. And mine's is 3. I'm going out to England uh Sunday. So, um mine's turns 3. I'm going out for the birthday party. Nice. Yeah, so it's dumb. I'm I'm hoping he he doesn't tell me or uh, call me call start saying brother and mother. <laughs> all right, my or right. He's down with Arsenal, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're very impressionable at that age.
3: Dante, you got to be careful. Yeah, yeah very, I'm not very worried. impressionable.
1: I'm not worried about it. I got, I got this. I got this pimp and he got to know about. That's, That's right. What I
2: mean. You got to get in there while they're young.
1: Gotta they say it. three is three. Is I just too bought young. him one of those Jeeps. I bought him a Jeep, naturally a two seater. So him <laughs> and his chick could ride out. You know what I'm saying? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> got a little two seater so he can rock out with the radio. Rock out with the radio, Bluetooth radio, you know, doing it like just taking names, kicking ass. You know what I'm saying? Doing what yeah. doing what it do. You so, got the uh, got the subwoofer in the
3: back for Baby Shark. Of you course, get- of course, <laughs> you gotta get the bass.
1: You got it. cocoa melon
2: raise the bass on Baby Shark. <laughs>
3: Baby Shark with the bass, so crucial, man. It's crucial. It,
1: yeah, it is, and it was. He fuck with? he fucks with the little pigs. Peppa okay. Pig. Yeah, Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig, Peppa Pig, yeah. Peppa Pig right. which incidentally. Kind of looks like um, um, Sheba Mason. Give it a <laughs> shout out to Sheba.
2: That's inside baseball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. They talk like Peppa Pig over in England, so he's going to fit right in. They do talk about <laughs> Peppa Pig. It's, it's kind of Peppa Pig is kind of whack because all they do is just put different antlers antlers on the different fucking the cow looks like the pig. They just put cow spots on them. The pig looks like the pig. The bird looks like a pig. I'm like, all right, whatever, dog. Yo. Now, now,
3: here's here's the real problem with Peppa Pig. I didn't know we were going to get into this, but I'm willing to go there. Let's so, let's go there. <laughs> the, listen, nobody uh, can't
1: say we're not tackling the hard topics. You no, know what uh, I'm
3: saying? The, the issue with Peppa Pig is that almost every episode, the father is an idiot. Yeah, and this oh, is the yeah. problem I've always had with with children's television, sitcoms. with grown-up television, sitcoms. Yeah. It's, it's always the big joke is, oh, daddy doesn't know how to find his way back to grandma's house. And, you know, daddy pig's really fat. Isn't it funny how fat and stupid Uh-oh. our father is?
1: Do, like, do, do, boo, yeah, do, do, it's the same old joke. And in real life, a bitch it's traveling without no direction is on a paper boat on a lake of fire. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Damn right. Damn Heading right. Heading for
3: destruction. Mm. Yeah. At least Daddy Pig showed <laughs> yeah. up.
2: You know, yeah. Daddy Pig's in the house. Right? Why are we giving Daddy Pig? What about the next house where Daddy Pig took off?
1: Daddy, <laughs> Daddy Pig was, ain't even there. He, was, he said he was going out for milk and he never came back. That beaver dad, <laughs> he never even came around. He didn't even sign the the birth certificate. Not once. The beaver, so. he stepped out the the my, all the marsupials. You know how they just hang right. out in the trees and drink. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do crystal meth. Well, mm-hmm. I'm whatever. <laughs> You got to really watch
2: the you got to really watch Peppa Pig but it's all there. It's all yeah, subconscious. It's all you it's really got to it's it's, it's, it's it's really a spin off of The Wire if you really break it down.
3: Yeah, it is.
1: Very yeah. much so. Yeah, Very it is. Much so. There's a lot I'm, uh, of I'm a little strike. worried cuz my son might end up being Omar. So oh,
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Su- Susie Sheep, you know she
1: <laughs> she's 20, nothing but
3: trouble. I'll tell you that right thing now.
1: thing. Darnell's still playing a crackhead. It's crazy. Something's <laughs> <laughs> some things never change. Oh uh, man, it's good to see you, bro. I miss you, man. I really yeah, I miss, miss, you, miss too. you. I haven't seen you, but guys, before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's funny because um, I often wonder what um, I-, I I wonder if motherfuckers, the fans, think I'm full of shit. Because um, I I say to people a lot like I like Clayton is genuinely a a good friend of mine. Uh, One of the dudes that just even though we even though we don't hang out, it's like there's a there's a love that the minute we hook up, it's like where we pick up. But I got a lot of dudes like that. I mean, Clayton is definitely on the. On the higher level up, but but Harry would tell. I mean, if the if the if the fans don't believe me, Harry will tell you. There's a lot of dudes that I that I fuck with. Fuck with. There's a lot yeah. of dudes I don't fuck with. A lot of people and don't I fuck usually, with, yeah, but and I don't bring them on the show. You know no, what I mean? No. So I'm lucky enough no. to have. You have to do the right thing.
2: They got to make some major men's. You, yeah, yeah. But and I, the older uh, you get, that list grows longer and uh, longer. It, well, naturally, you yeah.
1: Give a fuck about or don't yeah, give a fuck about. I, I'm, you don't I'm have just, time, you know, I, it's just uh, it is. It's a thing, man. I mean, like I we had Simeon on, crazy ass Simeon. I love Sam and then have Kareem on and we had, you know, ollie's I mean, Godfrey has been and just, these are dudes that I genuinely got a lot of love for. And, uh, you know, real kind of real se- separate kind of dudes. And it's, it's a funny thing. I want, one of the things I wanted to get into was it's like you get to this certain dudes that are built to be somebody's boy. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's du- dudes in comedy who open for a dude. Yo, that's his, that's so-and-so's boy. And I, and I say this to Harry all the time, like I'm just not built, even though I'm not as big as, as a lot of the other comics, but I'm, I'm also not built to be somebody else's boy. You know, their
2: second. Like, You're not built it, to be their second.
1: Yeah, like well, like I just yeah. can't be the go get the coffee dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not the go get the coffee dude. And to be honest, I don't treat my dude like I don't treat no, Harry never, like the go get never. the coffee. Like, I don't want to be treated like that. So I don't treat. But even those- if
2: you ever do that. You're like, man, my back is fucked up. Can you do such and such? Can you do please. me a favor, please? And go. thank you, yeah.
1: please. Yeah.
2: You. One time I remember that because one time I had to get I think from your room, I had to get you go. Go. Can you go upstairs? My back is fucked up. Can you get my wallet or my phone upstairs? And I almost slipped on some lube and tore my ACL. <laughs> the floor was covered in lube. I
1: don't know what it was. I yeah, it was a lot of lube. It was that, that, that Eros pure. But I did that, that slip pure. where I was
2: like, I was OK, but I was like, oh, my God, one more one more quarter of an inch. That would have been a 10 yeah, months of rehabilitation. It
1: was like a, a tick tock video. With yeah, a <laughs>
2: <laughs> my eyes, my eyes open real big. I'm like, oh, my God, that was a life changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you know, you never, never treated me that way. Like just you've treated me as an equal. Like you teach me shit, but, you don't. Know, you've never like Treated me as an errand boy. I went through the same thing because I got spoiled by you to a degree. There's a couple times career wise. You hung out with I was in position. I did. I always did a one off that never worked out where yeah. I was in the position because there's guys who will have these satellite things where, you know, you have your like coaching tree almost where they they take on a comic and a l- couple of years later, they end up big and, you know, they take them under their wing. And I some of the egos involved. It was like clear. Oh, this is not going to work out. I made it yeah. one night where they were giving me a little attitude and I pushed back, you know, and then they're like, Oh yeah, this ain't going to work. And then I never heard from them again.
3: Yeah. I'm the same way guys. I mean, honestly, like I don't know how many opportunities that I missed out on because I'm not good at kissing people's ass. Yeah. I've just, I gotta be, I gotta be myself. I'm a very independent man. I cannot, uh, you know, just go get your coffee and, and tell you how great you are all the time and stuff like that. So, I
1: mean, who knows? Like, I could have been somebody's opening act or whatever. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Even guys who are not, who are like that, too, I can't even do it with them. You know what (laughs) I mean? And not that they treat me like that at all, but it's just a kind of, like, it's like two big junkyard dogs in the yard. And even though they have a mutual respect, it was like, yeah, dog, but this is my yard, man. Like, yeah. you too big, you too strong, like you, you got to go get your own junkyard. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. and, and, and even, and it's also like, they don't, they get it too, because they not, you know, they respect you and every, I was hanging out with Ali Sadiq. I love Ali Sadiq, but I'm also like, this is, you know, I got to make my own way. Godfrey's another beast that's my man but I gotta do my own you know what I mean and and, and other guys are uh, really comfortable with sliding into that that I'm um, that dude shout out to Dave Chappelle and his uh, entourage um, <laughs> just, you know just niggas goggling balls all the time and I don't really I just don't have that I don't have that ability to do that I mean a, like Harry said it'd be a one off and then yeah. I'm like yeah dog I'm out you know, it's never, you know, yeah,
2: it's never just, nasty. It's just it, there's just a vibe there that happens where it's just not like, yeah, this is not the role that person needs is a second. And yeah. you're not a second. Uh, you're one a one B situation. And you, even in sports, that never works out. Yeah. Somebody got to be QB. And then if you're not one A, then you got to they got to release you or send you off somewhere else. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. OK, I got to cut in here because uh, we're going to we're running a little out of time. So but we're yeah. going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back.
3: Okay, we're back. Yeah, I used to tour with Norm McDonald. You know. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, you know, he looked up to me because he loves poker, and oh I'm wow, way, way better at poker than Norm could ever be. You know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> all humility aside, you know? yeah, yeah. But he was a great comedian. you know. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of had a mutual respect. Like yeah. I thought he was, a, you know, an amazing comedian to watch. Yeah. And then he like, you know, whenever we weren't. Doing shows, we were talking poker, or playing poker, or trying yeah. to find a poker game somewhere. Right, and so that that kind of worked because it's like you know he thought I was funny, but yeah. I think he only wanted to work with me because he's like, oh, this guy can go on the road with me and teach me how to play
1: cards and play cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But did you? How long did you did you you know ride yeah, like with him? S- yeah, like six months. Really? Yeah, and yeah, you know, we
3: we got to know each other pretty well. He started oh, yeah. doing a lot of jokes about, um. Like death and going into a coma and all this kind of stuff. And one day I say, hey, "Norm, you know why do you keep writing all this new material about death and mm. stuff like that?" And he's like, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm dying." <laughs>
0: wow. And I he didn't
3: know. Just, I didn't know until he told and me. And he said it just like that too, right? And he's like, he shrugged his shoulders, like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dying." Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to ask any more questions.
2: <laughs> you Did you think he meant it figuratively, sort of like, no, hey, we're uh, all dying? Or you you got the sense he was saying, I'm dying?
1: Didn't mean it, he didn't mean it, like, uh, yeah. poetically. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. way the grand
2: scheme of things,
3: we're all dying. You know? Yeah, yeah, he wasn't talking about, like, the plagues that are coming, like you did at the beginning of this episode. He was like, you know, you want to get into it, I'll let you know. And I was like, okay, so uh, how about them cowboys, you know? <laughs>
2: Wow, that's That's incredible that he let you in on that because he didn't tell a lot of people about that. That was the whole thing. He didn't mention that to almost uh, almost anybody.
3: Yeah, he really kept it under wraps. I mean, there were just a few comics that that were real close to him that knew. And of course, like, you know, his close family knew. But yeah, he was not trying to have like some kind of farewell tour. Mm -hmm. He was on tour. Right, right. Right. But like right after (laughs) right after Norm died, I wrote this joke and I said, you know, uh, I was his opening act for a while. And, you know, it's, it, I, I lost so much work when he passed away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I just, I just know Norm would love that joke. He would have loved the anything joke. Anything else I ever wrote, like that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. his number one favorite joke in the whole act. So yeah, I, yeah. I still busted out like on his
1: anniversary or whatever. You know. Yeah. It's weird. Cause, um, you know, I, I one of the things that 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 illustrate that is I always ask people like who is uh who's who's um, Bruce Lee's best friend? Do you know what I mean? Who's Michael Jordan's best friend? Who's Muhammad Ali's best friend? Now we all know the guys who were were that they would consider him their best friend, right. but it wasn't. It, it's not a lot of times where you see guys with that kind of that kind of power to have, you know, like you have no idea who their best friend was because they were so busy trying to trying to make these great moments that a lot of times they didn't have time to 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 cultivate the friendships. And that's kind of one of the things that I feel is the case with me and me and Clayton is just like we don't really hang out. Um, I just got off the phone with Joe DeRosa. Joe DeRosa is another dude. I actually got off the phone with. Joe DeRosa and uh, and uh, fucking Godfrey, before, you know, like these are dudes I I fuck with. But I don't I mean, I can't tell you the last time I hung and we, we, you know, we would call each other up and uh, and uh, and and trash each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah like, you know, I look at my phone and and uh, Godfrey would text me. You stink. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know, and I think that like people that aren't in the comedy world don't really understand. Yeah. Like what we do. I mean, like if you hang out with a bunch of comedians, there's going to be just things that would be said that's not meant for public consumption. You oh, know yes. what I mean? yeah. And then those things end up getting out in the public. And, it's like, and then well,
1: they're like, oh, my. Yeah.
3: This person's a racist or a a sexist or yeah, you know, they they start thinking all these terrible things. But it's yeah. just. When we're all alone together and there's no cameras rolling, there are no restrictions. Yeah, yeah there is no. <laughs> there's no restrictions on what you want to say.
1: It's a friend of mine, a friend of mine. Uh, he was uh, he got molested by his uh, his father. And I said that he was so needy. His, he was he, that he's such a needy person. That's why his father left his mother. She's. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez. laughs>
2: That definitely doesn't look great in, <laughs> in the written word out of context. It, but you know what? It barely sounds nice in context.
1: Right. Even no, no. And listen, I said that to Keith Robinson and he goes, Oof, it, <laughs> you went
2: too far, man, yeah.
1: man. And then Come he was on, like, man. but he used to make sweet love to him while playing slide the family stone. We are family. <laughs> um how's the uh how's family life going how's daddy life going and and what's going on with that man i'm all about
3: it summertime is great because you know she's been out of school yeah um she was in camp and stuff when i was out in uh vegas for the world series of poker how'd you do this year uh not as well as i did the last time but uh i had fun i lost a little bit of money but you know Mm. that's part of the game you know nobody wins every time but i I had to you know good opportunity to do some commentary for cbs sports network nice nice really fun yeah i mean they had me on as like the color commentator and they said you know don't worry too much about you know over analyzing the hands just like make it fun for people who are watching they might not understand so it's kind of fun you know i got to like talk poker but also use my comedy skills a little bit yeah yeah that was really cool you know uh, I got to see some people I, like like you guys, like I haven't seen in years. Yeah, you know because we've been locked down and, and yeah. everything is kind of cool to have everything back to normal. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a, it was a good time. I really enjoyed. That's it. like the, probably the one thing I look forward to the most. Yeah, every year is the World Series. I go out there for six weeks and just you know, play almost every day, just, you know, try to get that money. It's that long,
2: huh? Six weeks. I didn't realize it's that big.
1: It's kind of like the
3: Summer Olympics, you know, it's just Poker Olympics. It's like 88 different events. So how does that You know, what
1: you call it was going to teach me, Clayton was going to teach me. And he thought that I would have a good head for it. But I I don't like to gamble, you know?
3: I know I still do think you'd have a good head for it because you do like to invest yeah and like, I don't even think about poker as yeah as gambling I think of it as investing like if you got stocks or Bitcoin or whatever else people invest yeah, yeah. in and you see it goes down a little bit every day or even if it goes down a lot one day yeah you know it's going to go up sooner or later because yeah, yeah. you, you're on the right side of things so uh, it's that's difficult how for I me to play it. the game though
1: like i i I get bored of the game, yeah, and maybe because I don't understand the strategy of it that much, and I'm more you know i'm I'm less engaged with it, but it's an interesting thing um and in one of the things with 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 Clayton was Clayton used to literally use uh poker game theory to meet women to pick up women in relationships in business and everything and and one of the things I I say this a lot when um uh, you know um true wisdom is the understanding of underlying concepts how they relate to situations that seem irrelevant but really are not and so when you understand the basic cosmic and universal truths you can always reapply them to uh to different situations um yeah.
3: You you said that really well. I mean, that's that's very well said. Because the thing about sitting at the poker table is like who you really are yeah. comes out.
2: Yes, and you can't yeah. hide it. You can't hide it. In what naked. sense does it come out? Like, where does it come out, Clayton?
3: Yeah, so uh, say some people can't handle uh, losing, right? So you see him, he's doing great. He's playing great. And then he loses one big pot. And now his brain goes crazy, starts spiraling. And mm. that same guy is the type of guy that's going to be Real good with his wife all day long. and She says one thing and it sets him off to yeah. where his head kind of explodes. You right, know? right. Other people, they just have a bad relationship with money. Right. Or like mm-hmm. what Dante's referring to is he doesn't really understand. Um, well, he hasn't cultivated the type of patience. Right. That's required to like sit there for 12 hours.
1: And I, paid, I still right. believe
3: he could do it. Yeah, he could do it. If he really put his mind to it. If he had a, a if passion I wanted for to it, do like, it. Yeah. If, like, if you really want to do like, you got a passion for it like I yeah. do. But what happens is when you're sitting there playing poker, you find out who you are. And if you're really paying attention, you see who other people are, too. Like there's a crucial point in any poker tournament when if you bust out next, if you're the next player who loses all his chips, Mm -hmm. you're going to win zero dollars. Right. And if you can just survive until the next guy, maybe you're going to win, you know, like in the main event, fifteen thousand dollars. Right. That's the difference. Now, some guys, when they get to that point where they're almost what we call in the money, right? their personality is, I'm going to fold even if I have pocket aces because yeah. I don't want them to get cracked. And then I have to go home and tell my wife I lost $10,000 playing the main event. right? And then there's other guys like me that's like, I'm looking for those guys that can't wait to fold and I'm going to bluff the hell out of them. right? Right? And you find out, it's like kind of a microcosm of life. It's like, yeah. there are those who, who shrivel and who cower when uh it matters most and there are those who uh you know just take the bull by the horns, so to speak and just and go for it and now there have been times when i've done that kind of strategy and i end up losing and Mm. i end up going home with nothing i lose that money right but i know that it's the right play so you got to learn to separate like the the strategy from the results right just because you didn't win doesn't mean you didn't make a good play and also by the way just because you won doesn't mean you played well you might have just got lucky
1: yeah so yeah, I mean in comedies like that everything yeah. was, uh you know I've been thinking about this uh this is like uh, you know I, I often wonder uh you know we've been doing this podcast for um 10 years nine, almost 10 years now wow. right never missed a tuesday uh done it and uh we got some big things coming where we're getting ready to move the platform and and do some things and bring back all the old episodes so you can go rummage through the whole archive and everything. We're working on that now. Nice. But um, what's interesting is I, I I realize I've been saying this for a long time, but but the the theory is is growing that um, there's only two percent. There's two percent out of everybody in the world. There's two percent real ones, right? So you know um. I'm a liberal. You know, when I look at the insurgent, the 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 insurgents, the J- January 9th, right? Here's what happened. There's really only 2% of those motherfuckers. That's, that's really about that smoke. Everybody else is kind of swept up in the moment. Um, I think you have another 3% of motherfuckers, like for instance, when I was running around in the streets and I, you know, like I had a whole crew of motherfuckers that I was hanging out with, um, I was the 2%, right? The 2%, if something was going down, I probably was the first one that threw the first blow. I was the first one that recognized mm-hmm. that this was going left. Not that I was instigating it was really good. I mean, which it's funny because, you know, Harry had to learn that. For for a while, a while.
2: That, it took a couple of years. <laughs>
1: it took a couple of years where Harry kind of thought I was being reckless, but it's just that I could see so much. You know what you're talking about is you can see ahead. I could see so far ahead. It's like in chess, something else I thought I would I would have the patience for that I didn't have. That I I can see twelve steps ahead of the 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 while it's happening. I'm already twelve steps ahead and. Um, so I would, there'd be some kind, I'd be hanging out with a bunch of dudes. We'd be at some party. It would be some other, another crew of motherfuckers. And we would be like, uh, you know, something would go down. Somebody would say something and I could see that it was going to end up physical. So I would take it there first because I knew that they really wasn't there ready to take it. Now I was the 2% or the 1% that would, was willing to do that. No willing to assess the, the, the threat. And then go at it immediately. Right. There was another three percent of motherfuckers who were if they saw me rock.
2: They'd they be ready stood to rock. up. Yeah.
1: Now, would they take would they be the first one to throw the punch or the first one to take it there? Probably not. But I knew that there was the three percent that that would be like, All right, well, I would guess we like kind of Harry's kind of like that, like well, he would we yeah. go. All right, here we go. He'd take his glasses off. <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> I did it Friday night, by the way. I did it Friday night when that Whip guy glasses
1: that, off. No,
2: I didn't have my glasses at that <laughs> point, but I was uh Christine was with me. Oh, and oh, oh. I would that this guy was drunk and it he was like some white frat kid or something. Mm. He was a big kid too. And Dante was fucking around with him because he was drunk and high, mm. and then he was just getting very nasty. He was just cut, like doing the cut-the-throat motion, like yeah, knock it off. Know. And then Dante and then he goes, gave yeah, me the, the wrong. He the waved dismiss, you away.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. And do Dante your thing, goes, do your jokes? Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm not the motherfucker to do that with. And it got real serious. <laughs> and, and then he's like, listen, you can enjoy the show. or Get the fuck out. Uh, but you can't talk. So either. And Dante was nice at first with this guy. He literally was like concerned. Like, You're right, kid. Like you seem high. Fuck. Do you need water? Like genuine shit. And the guy was being nasty. And so my thought was like, all right, if Dante goes down, I got—I'm looking at the best friend over there, so I got to make sure he's got a beer bottle there. Like nothing's gonna happen. I know nothing is gonna but happen. But you gotta be. But I yeah. gotta. In my head, I go at the very least, if something goes down, I'm taking that guy out because I'm not yeah. gonna let Dante get hit in the back of the head with a Heineken bottle while he's fighting this other kid.
1: And mind you, I'm gonna hit this dude with the right hand, and I'm gonna yeah, hit him with the probably, left hand, and like, being—that's the two piece. Yeah. But he, you know, he knows where he's gotta fit in. Yeah. So so it's but the but most people are the fucking the most people are the 95%. 97% or the 96% that ain't ain't you don't want no you ain't going to do shit. Like you're going to do shit if everybody's with it. It's like everybody got all swept up in that and now when you look when you you know when these people are getting put in jail they be like, "Well, everybody was doing we just went in yeah. and then it's like, but you wasn't about that. And I always say the part and, and you know, no, no disrespect to the dead. But when remember when they were breaking that window and the lady climbs in through the window and she gets shot in the neck.
2: At, at the Capitol.
1: Yeah, at the Capitol. January 6th, they never yeah. breached that door. Like nobody oh, goes
2: after she got shot. Oh, yeah. Nobody taken down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They didn't breach that door. That oh, the, interesting. everybody became EMTs. Everybody started doing. CPR, every everybody, found <laughs> everything else to do. It's like, Except oh,
2: break shit, down that door.
1: It's yeah. got started, Yo, this shit is real. And then at that whole corridor just shut down. So you 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 know everybody's. It's gonna be a civil civil war. There's a revolution. Yeah, until the bullet. So somebody gets shot in the neck, and then everybody. What's Mike Tyson say? Everybody's got a plan until somebody gets punched in the face. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, we need to take a break here, so uh, just hang on and we'll be right back.
0: Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shaina's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Okay, we're back. So I started thinking about this, you know, this whole idea about how most, there's a certain, like, now there's a one, I I say 2% because there's always the 2%, 1% of those are the sociopaths. Like people are are just not right. Right. Mm. And then there's the one percent, the other one percent of that two percent that's ready for the smoke, that is intentful about what their actions that are watching and reading the room at the whole time. Then there's that three percent was like, yo, if it's on, it's on. I guess I guess we rocking. And then there's that 96 that goes, oh, I I, I just came here with a friend. And 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 so when you start to realize that that small percentage, like when you're in that, when you're in that, even that that 3% that that well is going down, I guess takes you, pulls you apart from everybody else. And I would and I was thinking about that when you were talking about poker, there's certain dudes, you know, there's people who are there's you got your sociopaths who just you know, it's crazy. It's it just makes no sense. Then you got very deliberate intentful and then you got people who will pick up this, you know, like I'm uncomfortable with this, but I'm, I'm still rocking out. And you want to try to be, you want to try to be the, 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 the 1%, not the sociopath, but where your actions and what you do is in, is very intentful.
3: Well, you know, it's really about leadership. Yeah. I think, and, like, to be a good leader, you have to know how to be a good follower. Sure. You know, and, you know, a lot of times mob mentality comes into play with things like that January 6th or, yeah. you know, other similar events like the riots and, and stuff like that. Oh, uh, somebody got shot and killed, so let's all steal everything out of CVS. Yeah, know? yeah. Okay, these two things are unrelated, but yeah. I'm just going along with it. Yeah. I'm here in yeah. part of the moment. Yeah, like, You're not making any decisions. You're just – kind of like another sheep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think to me, it's like everybody has someone that they look up to. Yeah. And when I was out there in Vegas, there's a poker player named Anton wig. He's a good friend of mine. He is, uh, just a beast. You know right. what I mean? He's a real big, strong guy. Mm-hmm. He eats healthy. He takes care of himself. All right. the girls want him. He's great at poker. Mm-hmm. He gets 12 hours sleep a night. He mm-hmm. eats well, like everything. Like this guy is it's, just living yeah. like a, you know, an actualized yeah. type of lifestyle. You know right, what I mean? Right. So I'm like, I want to rock with this guy. You know, and right, I said, right. I said, let's join the gym. We signed up at UNLV. You sign up at the gym at UNLV. We're working out in the gym. And there's a summer, uh, NBA summer league is going on and they work out there too. Right. Right. So now I got these like professional level athletes around me. I got this world-class poker player that I'm friends with. Who's training me. And it just like kind of changed my whole viewpoint and made me realize like, you know, if I'm going to be a good leader, I need to be able to recognize when somebody's a little bit ahead of me. Yeah. And that I can say, all right, now you teach me. sensei, Say, and, and I just let him teach me everything. He got four of us together and said, we're going to have like a little mini gym class. And mm-hmm. I'm going to do you know, personal training. And I'm telling you, this guy is like, you know, he's just ripped. He's, he's a beast. Yeah. And he says, all right, first thing we're going to do, 20 minutes of yoga. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? what? The-. Like, I did not see that one coming at all." right, right, right. You're a big guy like him, he's going to be, all right, we're going to bench, we're right, going to right. deadlift, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, let's get dirt. this
1: flexibility so we yeah, don't mess right? up he's my like, knees. He's like, we got to get our mm-hmm. mind and
3: our spirit uh-huh. and our souls aligned before we can – and by the end, we were doing like real heavyweights and everything. Yeah. But yeah, just starting off with that yoga, I was like, oh, man, that that threw me for a curveball. I yeah. me yeah. I really do have a lot to learn from this dude. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's an it's an interesting concept. It's one of the things that I, I've i said, to, you know, because sometimes I'll every once in a while I'll teach a comedy workshop. Right. And I haven't been doing it in a while. But what I was saying to them is this, as comics, we get paid for our words. Um, why do you give them away for free? Like why is why is your jokes and your setups and everything so long when you get paid for the words itself? So give them as least as least amount as possible. And there's a there's an intentful. You know, I, everything that you do needs to have an intent. If you don't know why you're doing it, you probably shouldn't be doing it, or you need to eat at least at least um think about why am I doing this? What is the, what's my objective? What's the objective? How do I get there? And what words am I using to get there? Um, Which is a really different way of thinking to kind of slow down. And like, I've been hanging out with Ali Sadiq a lot. And when I, and he's an awesome uh, storyteller, but I realized that he, he speaks, very slowly, deliberately with each, so that each word has impact. Now, I've said this before, um, Barry Ribbs, a comic that we know talks that same way, but then there's no substance. Right. So you almost feel like bias remorse because he speaks so deliberately and slow and intentful, and, and but then when you look at the substance, there's no substance there, so you feel even worse you feel cheated because you were giving the attention of something that was going to be important, and it's not important. And so now you you there's an incongruency in that, and um and that builds this lack of trust.
2: So how how would you what would be an example in the dating world where having intent would matter verbally so if, and picking up if a girl? Where would
1: it be if you're doing if you're talking to a young lady, um. What is your objective? Because if you're very clear about your objective, then you're not just you're not just yapping and filling the words with with filling the air with words, filling time with words. And and that's really an important thing because whether you realize it or not, the, the a woman is reading the subtext of what you're saying. Oh, you can't say that. That I'm a, a serious person, you have to be a serious person. You can't say that I'm a positive individual or I pay attention to the details. you have to you have to pay attention to the details and then show that you've paid the attention to the details. And so like, you know, when we talk about laying the five bricks, the second phase, the first phase is to just get over the fear, just being able to socially converse with somebody without. Um, but even though you're laying a five brick with just like playing a compliment, you're, you're doing that with the intention of, um, of being more social, but you're, but there's also a subtext to even that the subtext is I'm being more social, but my intention, I'm not looking for anything in return. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to fuck you. I'm not trying to get your number. I'm not, I'm just, because the thing is, when you are, when you're talking to a woman and your intention is to fuck her, right, you're basically, she's reading that. Now, that's great if she's already attracted to you and she's in it. But if she's not and you're trying to make your case, what you're basically saying is, you know, I know nothing about you, but simply because of a physical attraction, I'm willing to discount my manhood and everything I am just to get In your pants and if i'm doing that um i feel then that give then that says that i have no worth i i should be interviewing you just like she's allowed to interview me maybe you're not good enough maybe maybe i don't want to be maybe you're nuts and you're a problem and and so we're So when there's that air of eagerness to just take anything, a woman reads that as the fact that you have no self-value.
3: And the thing is now, everything you said, it's right on the money, right on the money. The thing is now women get a lot of attention on social media. Sure. You know, um, before Instagram or what have you, Mm -hmm. uh, A woman would have to go out into the world and Mm -hmm. you know get all pretty and put on nice makeup, nice shoes, and try to get men to look at her. Right now, all she's got to do is post a video, and she's getting all that attention. So, what you don't want to be is one of the guys that's just giving that attention. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Oh, baby,
1: heart, 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 fire, fire, fire (laughs) emoji, all this stuff. You know. (laughs) Yeah. I
3: mean. We've all done it. I'm not going to lie. Every guy in the world has has done that. If a girl is just so fine, and you see her on Instagram, you kind of can't help yourself. You want to avoid doing that because yeah. you want to try to establish to her that you are uh, a man of of worth yourself, yeah. and that you are a, uh, a an asset on the on the rise. Right. Right. So you are ascending, mm. and that she should want to ascend with
2: you right
3: and then i mean that was always my approach prior to my becoming you know married and off the market obviously but my intent was always to just establish that i'm the party i'm the fun guy you know i'm the comedian i'll make you laugh all that stuff Mm -hmm. you know and don't worry about i got money and everything like that so i kind of check a few of their boxes right off Mm -hmm. the bat and then basically kind of like give her a little attention in the beginning and then ignore her the rest of the night and nine times out of ten I would find the women would yeah. approach me and try yeah. to, as you say, interview, you know, get interviewed by me right. and start stating their case. Right. You know, like right. I would say to a girl, you know what? Yeah, you're cute and all, but you're too young for me. Mm-hmm. And I just walk away. This is when I was trying to date a girl that was much younger than I right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, And I would just walk away and start talking to somebody that's closer to my age. And that young girl would be like, what? He thinks that I can't have him because I'm too young. And it kind of, you know, Make them think in terms Changes of now the they, power dynamic. And now she has to prove herself right. to me. You right. know? And I think that's a, that's a much better position to put yourself in as the man. Sure. Because, sure. you know, you know how many guys are thirsting after all these girls, like even sure. like the average looking girl on Instagram is getting flooded yeah. with DMS on a daily basis. So just imagine what the hot ones. Well,
1: are let doing. me ask you this though. If that is the case, then doesn't that 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 attention that they get even lessen in value? I mean, there's a supply and demand. I mean, there's such a supply of this this Internet energy. Right. That it also it also it's to the point where it doesn't even mean anything. And so uh, uh, and as somebody who would actually approach them in real life, I mean, that almost makes that more valuable you know yeah then the attention that they're so accustomed to get in the first place
3: well you're you're out out in the world dante you meet beautiful huh? women at comedy shows and things how many of them do you think are happy you know most of beautiful women i meet are very unhappy they're getting all how about the attention. this how many people are happy well that's true too but you think you know? that the if, if women really want attention and mm-hmm. a girl's got you know a 100 bikini pics on instagram she's got yeah. 8 million followers all telling her how hot she is each and every day of her life you'd think that that would bring all this joy and fulfillment to her these are some of the most miserable people i've ever met sure. in sure. my life because what they're really trying to find they can't find yeah because they're on the internet instead of
1: out in the world meeting people and actually yeah. dealing with these social that what's funny is that the um we just did the uh we just had a we just had this kid who who kind of is teaches guys pick up young dude but he was kind of a f- fan of of the show yeah and he did a whole video about you know me when we had Pete Davidson on the show and I was teaching Pete like I actually walked Pete Davidson through his old virginity and stuff he used to call me regular i don't even know if you remember he used to call me his dad right i remember that and uh one of the things is, but because he's so honest, uh, like he's goofy, but he's honest, and because he's honest, this is why now you take him and you put him in the realm of all these A-list celebrities, where this, where dishonest, where dishonesty is rampant. Yeah, it's and on Honesty is 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 a commodity. This is why, you know, the quality of women that he's been running through in, in the business is has um, is, is been so high. Yeah, um, I mean,
3: we all have to give Pete his props. I mean, yeah. we, we all knew him in the beginning of his yeah. career when he was just a teenage boy. Yeah. Nobody was like, oh, yeah, he's so hot. He's got big yeah. dick energy. Nobody thought anything yeah. like that, you know, like just this like gangly, like kind of nerdy, yeah, yeah. like weird, weird, goofy kid. But you're right, Dante. I mean that women do see something in him, and I think that it's the authenticity yes. that he learned through doing stand-up. Yeah, because honestly, I mean, I'm not saying Pete's the greatest stand-up in
1: the world, right? Right. But every and he wouldn't every, say that. I don't. He think wouldn't he say that, that
3: either. But one thing he is is genuine.
1: Yeah, and not mm-hmm. only that, but I taught him. I was I was always telling him. I said, "Dog, you, you, you. This is when he was on. He, he was getting ready to get SNL, but he was already." You know, on guy, I go look. You're the prize. Like you're the one that's doing some. These women that are sliding in your DMs and hitting you on Facebook, they have they have no idea. I go, you're you are an upgrade for them. The interesting thing about that is, um, you know, when you know initially when he hooked up with Kim Kardashian, she she says she said she said he said this is how he got me. He was like, you want to go for ice cream? Like it wasn't let's go to Milan. No, let's get on my practice. You wanna go get a double scoop of vanilla? That's it. You wanna go get some ice cream? I like ice cream, right? And she's like, Oh, this is adorable. But it was funny because we were talking about this on the show, is this was before the breakup. Mm -hmm. I said he's heading for a kick in the dick. Mm -hmm. And the reason why he's heading for a kick in the dick is because, because he doesn't have the this substance. So they a woman wants this these boyish, innocent quality, but she still wants you to be 007. And understand Shakespeare. She wants you to have a great body, but she doesn't want you to spend so much time in the gym that you you you're not with it. She wants you to be somebody who can physically protect her, but she still wants you to be able to 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 have a baby and and cuddle a baby and change a diaper and and, and so there's this dichotomy and this duality of that you have to have. And the problem is when when it runs the path and then you you're only this side, you're genuine and you're goofy and honest. Then when she's looking for the the other side of that, that's not there. And then when all for all intents and purposes, she dumped him after he proposed to her.
3: Yeah. You know, it's tough, though, because just the the dynamics of her being much older than he is, um, having a lot more money than he does. Um, that kind of never works because I think 95 or maybe even more percent of all women, they want a man who can kind of be the leader. Right. You know, we were talking about leadership earlier. Sure. I feel like it really does play into relationships. You know, women don't really want to be in charge of everything. You right. know, they, they'll tell you that they do. But it's like you always say about don't ask the The deer as the hunter. Yeah. Right. Right. They'll say they want all these certain things, but, uh, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Right. And the man who keeps the girl is the man who is, you know, asserting dominance. And I don't mean like in a physical way. Right. Not in a, not in a
1: Andrew Tate. No, no, no. no. I hate that guy. Yeah.
3: No, he's all. No, well, he's I, the new my, guy.
2: Was, he is the new guy. He's oh, the new guy. He's, he's the worst he thing on is out there giving up out everything. Everything. so much bad advice, like so much, yeah. like no. misplaced
1: anger and bad advice. Yeah, oh, yeah. you God. know,
3: I I just think he needs to come out already.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's take a break, real quick. Let me stop you right there, and we'll come back with Man School 202. Uh, And okay. we're back. Yeah, yeah I, I was watching him debate, you know, uh, I don't know if you watch Ever Abba seen,
2: or has, Sneak. Hassan,
1: uh, which is the young Turks uh Yank oh, Yuger, yeah. his nephew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A, I know he him, yeah. has uh a TikTok, he's pretty famous hit TikTok, and he debates him and demolishes him. Like he starts talking about how women are uh he the 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 debate is he says how women are, are worse drivers than men. Right. In my position, anytime I've had a car accident, it's always been with a woman. It's always been her mistake. Right. Which is interesting is because you're the one with the. That's all your accident, accidents. And it just <laughs> it that would make
2: you the bad driver. Like,
1: you could you yeah. you are not you running into these women or at least at the very least, you're, you're not vicinity. able to you're not able to maneuver. You're such a great driver. You, you know, it's just. The absurdness. Well, he this. was
2: talking about I saw that clip, actually. Uh, and mm-hmm. he was talking about he was bringing up statistics. Now, in my personal feelings, are women are bad drivers. Right. Just anecdotally. But if somebody goes, I have stats that don't prove that. I'm like, all right, yeah. I guess I got to look at these stats. Well, right?
1: here is when you, and, even when you think about the stats, though, I mean, like so he brought up the stats.
2: Yeah. And and he's and Andrew Tate is like, yeah, well, that doesn't matter. Essentially, he went around saying, I believe this my truth. Right. Right. This Which is, is something <laughs> that he absolutely hates when women do. And the guy, yeah. the uh, Hassan or whatever was pointing out, he absolutely calls women out on, on that shit all the right. time of just right. being emotional, and not being fact based. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I have all these facts. I can't argue with you facts from the auto industry. I'm like, I, I haven't looked. I don't have any facts. To back right. this up, the argument is over for now. He, on the other hand, no, it's uh, it's. Listen, those are facts, like, facts So you want be to believe
1: everything that Google said? But here's, but <laughs> but you can actually see the 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 sense in it. Here's why you can see the sense. And I and I mean, we're all guys, so we like. Oh, I drive better than women, but here's the difference. As men, we're more aggressive drivers. Of course, we take more risk. Of course, and yeah. the reason why insurance is younger insurance for younger males is that way is because we take more risks because we're more aggressive. And so even though we may be better drivers because we take more risks, we have more accidents. So, or we cause more accidents. It's it's like one of the reasons why, I mean, I mean, I still ride my, you still ride bike or no, no, I haven't in a couple years. I miss it though. I want to get another one. I bought a, I bought a Ducati um, Diaval, the S Nice uh, it's with the front pegs. But I I always tell you, I mean, you and I rode together, but you always saw me. I always rode solo. And one of the things I would say to you is this too. When you ride with a group of dudes, there's too many testicles in one yeah. place. It's too much testosterone. It's always everybody's. And that's when people get hurt because there's the ego there. So even if, and, and here's the thing I've seen women, um, motorcyclers or people cyclists. Um And you could always tell when it's a woman cyclist, unless she's upset because she's just more careful. Careful. Yeah. Um You could t- even when she's got a helmet, full gear on full helmet, you go, Oh, that's a girl. I mean, and and not not because of a fat ass or nothing. Like, I'm just saying, yeah, the style, whereas, guys, we're all, "Ah, ah, ah," you know, we we, it's just it's very simple biology
3: evolution. Yeah. Historically, there has been no reward for women taking big
1: risks. Right.
3: And historically, the only men who survived were those who took big
1: risks. It's literally
3: in our DNA. Part of having testosterone is that you are more inclined toward risk-taking but you're right about a group of motorcycle guys everybody's trying to show off show who's the alpha male who's the top dog and that's when the real danger that's when something happens you You know take that you know that same testosterone fueled kind of um you know group dynamic that happens in a bunch of guys riding bikes that's every single day in poker 99 percent of poker players are men Wow. And that's what's going on. Everybody's like, no, I'm going to put mine on the table. No, I'm going to put mine on the table. Right, I'm gonna right. show you. I got the biggest one. You know, and this is kind of what but happens now sometimes.
2: as a poker player. Right. And I the, and I can clearly see the analogy between that and dating. You know, there is a lot of machismo out there, but it's not always smart decisions right now. Right. Well, you right, able because, to,
1: well what do we reckless. say? Right. Yeah. What are the things that we always say? Never let emotions, emotions have, a have a seat at the, at table. the table. Right. And so, ego is
2: emotion. Is of emotion. Course. So. How do you navigate that? Like, do you let, do you see that when you see it coming? Cause you're a wise guy, a smart guy, Clayton, when you see that coming, you're like, all right, I'm going to let this idiot outdo himself. And these guys just, you know, take these dumb risks. Well, like, how do you approach that?
3: Yeah. So if there's a guy that thinks like my general playing style is fairly aggressive, like even more aggressive than the average professional player. So I take a lot of risks, especially early in the tournament. And sometimes there'll be a guy that's like, he gets a little butthurt about that. Like he wants to be the table captain or whatever. And so he'll start talking trash to me. Now he doesn't want to do it with his chips because he doesn't want to lose those. Right. But he doesn't mind saying, Hey, you know, you keep playing like that. I'm going to get you sooner or later. You mother F. you know, it's like calling me every name in the book and trying right. to talk trash to me. Like he thinks he's trying to get inside my head. Right. But all he's really doing is revealing is revealing to me that he has now become extremely bluffable. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to get into a big pot with me unless he really has a very strong hand where right. he can teach me a lesson. Right. So I'm just going to bluff the wow. hell out of that guy. Wow. That's because, so
1: obvious. That's yeah. it's funny. Cause even when you were saying, it, I was, when he was asking the question, I was like, I'm going, well, how does this, how does this evolve in a real way where the solution comes to? You? And I, I guess that's why you always thought that I would be a good poker player because i don't even understand the game as much but i understand that that the reveal the trash talking is the reveal is the reveal he's
3: letting me know what how i can beat him and depending on the type of trash talk they do like whether they're really hurt or what you know one time i had uh you know this was many years ago i had this you know pretty girlfriend and she was behind me and she didn't work at the casino. She just came on the trip with me and she's massaging my shoulders. And mm-hmm. all the guys are looking at her like, wow, you just sit here and rub his shoulders all day. Mm-hmm. And so this guy was really upset about that. Cause he never had a pretty girl like that before. Mm-hmm. And I knew how to beat him <laughs> because I could really rub his nose in it. Yeah. I made a lot of money that day.
1: Yo, um, c- can you hang out a little bit? We want to do something on the Patreon. I want you to plug whatever you want to plug. And then we're going to do something behind the paywall. Is that cool?
3: Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm, I'm on Twitter, Clayton comic um yeah i got a, a poker podcast is any poker players out there want to check it out tournament poker edge yeah and i'm on all all social media clayton comic you know come see my comedy shows have some fun No,
1: no harry talked to me uh
2: i am doing consultations now and hey you, can, you heard yeah. of that
3: clayton? oh
2: yeah, yeah. i'm out there helping people i'm having fun doing it. i'm learning a lot from it as well we could talk about that in the patreon but i it's baby I'm, boys
3: all grown up yeah man dead. trying
2: to Trying to pass on that wisdom that Dante showed me and uh, yes. for a whole other generation. And if you want to sign up for one, uh, if you want to see if we can set up a time for you, uh, email me at advice from at gmail.com. That's where you can reach me for the the rates and we can organize it. And uh, I, I, it's a lot of it's been a lot of fun and helping people is great. And the feedback has been great, even from the the people. And I'm learning from them as well, which is very interesting.
1: Yeah. Um. You know, I still do my consultations. Google me, bitch. <laughs> um go to uh dante nero.com click on consult you can book time with me um as well as uh uh you know all my social media dante nero you figure it out just google me you it's all there whatever whatever platform it is i'm i'm on the internet um and uh gybb get your balls back WWDD, what would dante do the sexual revolution is being podcasted Yo, I love y'all, man. We're going to check y'all on the Patreon side. If you really like what we're doing, fuck with us on the Patreon. Please support us. This is how we keep doing it. We're trying to make a living at doing this and... We'd love to keep this information coming to y'all, so help us out.
2: Head over to uh, patreon.com slash manschool202 for uh, bonus episodes like the one we're about to do with uh, Clayton right now. And believe me, things sometimes go down like the last week when we named names. So it's over. It's happening over at the Patreon. Patreon.com slash manschool202. Peace.